five idiots. <laughs> Where's the rolls? It disappeared. What are you talking about? We turned around, Inspector. <laughs> and it was gone, just like that. Inspector, look. be destroyed on site. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on site. getting a kick out of how embarrassed she is right now to be hanging out with us (laughs) (laughs) you You. (laughs) she's just just a look on your face is like these two fucking goose dancing to their own theme song the dog was twitching to it so i was enjoying that (laughs) one of the songs came on and she's sleeping and her tail started wagging Little twitchy paw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. It is they must be destroyed on site, episode two hundred and fifty. What? Yeah, we're there. Um, somebody give us some money. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I am Lee. I told you I'd cross your name off the human register, Russell. I am joined by my co-host Lee. I could swim through the center of the sun, Hardy. Oh, that's hilarious because that's the name that I picked tonight too. Oh, that's awesome. Good call. You hmm. were thinking now what we were thinking. Copacetic. <laughs> and we are joined a returning guest, Sam, determined to stamp out to crush the current crime wave. Hamilton, how are you doing? Ooh, great. How are you? Good. <laughs> thanks for having me back. Oh, thanks for coming back. It's been too long. So uh, we are doing a movie I've wanted to do on this podcast ever since I started it way back in what, 2014, I think it was. But uh, we're finally getting around to doing it. Uh, we're going to be talking about Danger Diabolic from 1968. And uh, before we get into that, though, we're going to talk about what we've watched in the last little while. And I will throw over to you ladies first, because I know you guys have something to talk about. So today, today, because I haven't watched any movies like lately in general. But anyways, today we were hanging out and we watched uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which um, okay, you know what the problem with this movie is? Is Gal Gadot is just 
so freaking beautiful. Like you're just stuck staring at her the whole movie, being like, mm-hmm. "I hate you, I hate you." I always, I also love Isla Fisher. I think she's like the fucking cutest person in the world. Oh yeah, she's so goddamn adorable. <laughs> like with the makeout scene and stuff, I was like, I know they did it for like the whole spy thing, but they totally added in for like sex appeal, and I was totally drawn in. Like <laughs> they're so ugh. like they're she's like the perfectly cute one, and like um. And then the other one is, like, totally fucking sexy, like, gorgeous. Like, they're totally, like, opposite attractives, and you're just, like, I like both. I fucking love both. I think the fact that she also scares me makes me think she's, like, (laughs) better She could, like, break my face off. Like, (laughs) oh, like, I was just, like, that ginger. I'm, like, I know she's got the, it's there. Yeah, yeah. Ginger to ginger. (laughs) And then we also watched uh, Badass. Yeah, the uh, you're you're saying the uh, I've seen this actually the Danny Trejo badass um, the sort of yeah. like direct the video like he's made like three of them or something like that. Like yeah, that. well, and like the badass like up to a certain point it's loosely bla- like based on a, a true story. So like mm-hmm. about the Vietnam vet kicking some ass on a public transport, and then obviously you can tell it gets a little bit over the top away from the truth as mm-hmm. a but i mean it's just as entertaining and who doesn't love danny trejo so the fight scenes though you can tell danny trejo's getting old because the fight scenes are pretty rough oh yeah he doesn't do stunts no more like even when, oh, they were even, when even when he was doing machete uh mm-hmm. which you know was before before that um you could tell he was too old to be doing like he was kind of doing the steven seagal thing of just sort of standing there and people would like kind of run at him and like get flipped off him and stuff somehow and shit like that you know so but you could tell you could tell it's like getting rough but um okay the one thing i noticed with a lot of danny trejo movies is that anytime he has like a scene with a, a woman where they're supposed to like make out it never happens it always gets cut out mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's intentional i don't know if it's because he doesn't want to do it i don't know the reason behind it but i kind of appreciate it because he is an older man now and they tend to try to like do that kind of stuff and they always avoid it's never there it's there's never that actual scene well, yeah, he's in his seventies. So, well, what I like about Danny Trejo is he actually goes into why he plays. Uh, like, he has an interview out there where he talks about why he always plays the villain and like why he's always more leaning towards those roles because he's, I think, in in real life, he's totally the opposite. But he likes bringing that exposure to it of like this is bad and like you it's know mm-hmm. you play who you're not. I, yeah, yeah. I think that I, you know what. If I ever met Danny Trejo, I would be so disappointed if he was not a gigantic teddy bear that he is in my mind. So. He has, okay, he has um, Animal Crossing. And Does he, like, he? Yeah, he put out his, like, uh, friendship, Shut like, friend thing out oh. for people to join him. Yeah. Oh, I need to be at Danny Trejo's little Animal Crossing. Yeah, he actually, like, put out a friend request. Like, he just gave the code out or whatever it is. I don't know how it works because I never played it. Yeah. But I saw it because I was like, man, now I just want to play the game. Just I, I just... Trejo. I just love him. I think he's like, I know he's like just the sweetest person. I would be so like, don't meet your heroes. Right. But like, I'd be so disappointed if he wasn't the sweetest person ever. So, oh, so Danny Trejo has animal crossing. So does, the, <laughs> so does AOC by the way. <laughs> yeah. Just a random fact. I don't know why I know this. I do not play a, um, animal crossing, but it just somehow you should just get on the boat. I do. Okay. I, I wanted to get it. I have an I island. Just, you tell and come I, visit me. <laughs> I feel like I wanted to get it because I knew so many people. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what animal crossing. I know it's a game, but I have no it's idea what switch. it is. Oh, okay. I don't have a switch. So I, yeah. f- I feel snubbed. 
No, I have I just got my switch. Okay, I got my switch and I, I, I saved up a bunch of points from mm-hmm. fucking the optimum points and I saved up a bunch of money. That's what I did and it, too, was, optimum it was a birthday present to myself <laughs> and I literally was like went through the pandemic where I lost all my savings. So I like mm-hmm. went out of way to buy this and now I'm slowly buying games. I know everyone wants to talk about movies right now, mm-hmm. but they had to know that part of my life. The game. There you go. <laughs> Um, I'll mention two things uh, that I watched recently. Uh, first is a new slasher film from 2020 called The Last Matinee. These are both on Shutter, by the way, so uh, people can check them out. Um, this is a South American uh, slasher film, and it's kind of a um, homage to like American and Italian slashers. So it's very, very stylized in like a kind of 1980s, 1970s way, but it's still basically set like closer to our time and it's it's one of these ones where like the whole setup is they're trapped in a theater and there's a slasher going around killing people in this little this little movie house and it's kind of cool and it's got a lot of uh good gore in it uh some good little references here and there but it doesn't you know go too hard into like oh look at all the horror movies we know from the past kind of shit like it's it's very much its own thing and uh i thought it was pretty well done um pretty good and pretty ruthless at times too so uh, it doesn't doesn't pull punches um the other one i'll mention and this one i think will definitely be uh of interest to you lee um it's called 12 hour shift also from 2020 uh and this is sort of a black comedy horror film starring uh angela bettis from uh, may um oh nice yeah is that like a hint towards me because of like my weekend (laughs) i didn't even i didn't even think about that but uh, it's not called 13 hours no it's not 13 13 hours but but angela bettis who's like she's like 49 now (laughs) i think that's the only thing i've seen her in though 49 Mm. in your prime Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but she 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 looks she just looks the part of like a strung out chain smoking drug abusing like redneck nurse and that's what she sort of plays in this oh, well in may she totally looks like that from the get-go so she looks even age yeah yeah but <laughs> she she's she's really good uh she just plays this this desperate character who's just like in this non-stop uh like everything goes wrong kind of day at this hospital it's just like hillbilly hospital in like alabama or some fucking place and she's part of a illegal organ harvesting uh scheme of course um, she is mm-hmm. she so, cut up all those bodies back in may so yeah it's mm-hmm. not profitable though like where <laughs> how do you get into that like yeah was, i mean <laughs> there 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 is like commentary like one of the other nurses that hates her goes like where did how did you afford those shoes on your salary and like she's got a nice pair of shoes and shit so that's a um, explain <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 fun it it moves really quickly it's like non-stop every couple seconds she runs into another problem she's got to undo uh like the the big conceit is that like her her cousin by marriage is part of this scheme as well. And she's a fucking dumb fuck. So she fucks up one of the organ uh, harvesting things. And so the gangsters who are running the organ harvesting thing is com- are coming to collect or like, where's our fucking organs, you know? And if you don't give them to us by this amount of time, we're going to kill you and shit. <laughs> and, and so it just sort of goes like that shit crazy by the end. Uh, it's got a cameo from, uh, uh, ex-pro wrestler Mick Foley. He plays one of the gangsters. He's just, you blink and you miss him kind of thing, though. He's he's just in there for like a couple of minutes screen time, but 
it was kind of neat to see him there. But uh, yeah, I have. Um, before I forget, uh, Emily, uh, my coworker, she also has Shutter, and she recommended all of the moons. So just as a heads up, that's something we should watch in the future. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I did see that on there. I was interested in checking that out. So yeah, yeah. she said it's really good. She said it goes a little bit slow going, but the story is really captivating. So definitely. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, play a podcast promo and some music, and we'll be right back to talk about Danger Diabolic. And I don't know about you ladies, but I think... We got this, man. We got this by the ass. You played this last time. ungodly warlock. (laughs) Broadcasting from the Cursed Earth, the Psycho-Semantic Ast. Let us face, without panic, the reality of our time. The fact that atom bombs may someday be dropped on our cities. And let us prepare for survival by understanding the weapon that threatens us. To have a, uh, an ignorant, uh, thin-skinned megalomaniac uh, who sends off uh, you know, Twitters at 3 a.m. if somebody angered him. The neo-Nazis turning up in Washington, D.C. to have a rally saying, Heil Trump. We talk about politics. I couldn't trust you, corporate greaseballs. We talk about movies. You can't come down here and arrest people just because of what they look like. Are you crazy? If that's police harassment. We talk about political movies. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. They're all around us and you never knew it. You can only see them with these special glasses. The Psycho Semanticast. You ungodly warlock.
Okay, we're back and we're talking about Danger Diabolic from 1968 and we have a trailer. Meet Diabolic, a bank Robin Hood who battles the cops. He robs from the rich to give to the girls. Ask Eva. Oh, you shouldn't have done it. She can't get a good night's sleep unless she's covered with money. Master sports car racer. Master skin diver. Master lover. Master, ask Eva. Diabolic, the absolute gold-plated end. Ask Eva. <laughs> and that was a trailer actually uh, narrated by Telly Savalas, uh, Kojak himself. Uh, little trivia item there. Um, this is, I think, the second Mario Bava film we've done. We did, uh, we did Black Sunday, I think. Yes. One. Yeah, we did. Yes. Wait, no, uh, we watched it. We didn't do it. Oh, we didn't do it. Okay. Then maybe we haven't done a Mario Bava on this podcast yet. Well, there we go. Um, directed by Mario Bava. Uh, was written by uh, Dino Morari, uh, Adrino Barasco, or Baracco, uh, Brian Diggis, Tudor Gates. And this is based on a comic book by uh, Angela and Luciana uh, Gussini. Um, two Italian sisters, they created this in 1962, the comic. Uh, it sold over 150 million copies since it first made its appearance. And other than films, it's also been uh, in a radio show, an animated TV series, and countless parodies and uh, rip-offs and pastiches and stuff like that. It's starring John Philip Law as uh, Diabolic, we did cover him on this podcast before in Death Rides a Horse. He was in Barbarella as this was also being filmed. Those, those <laughs> films were filmed at the same time. The Golden Voyage of Sinbad, Alienator, which is a remake of The Astounding She-Monster, which is a uh, film we did uh, a little while back. This is also starring Marissa Mel as uh, Eva Kant, 
uh, mostly I know her from one of the Italian uh, giallo slashers, uh, Seven Bloodstained Orchids. We got uh, Mikel Piccoloi as uh, Inspector Ginko, uh, Adolfo Sili as Ralph Velmont, and people will recognize this guy. He was in some James Bond films. Uh, he was in Thunderball. He was uh, the bad guy, Nat. He was in uh, a ripoff of Thunderball starring uh, Sean Connery's brother called Operation Kid Brother from 1967. That's hilarious. Mm. Uh, he was in The Italian Connection, Live Like a Cop, Die, Die Like a Man, all kinds of stuff. He's probably actually the most recognizable guy in this uh, movie. Hold on. Uh, what's, what's, oh, sorry. Go on. Okay. No, what, what, what were you going to say? The... The finance, the financer, the finance. So what's his name? Um, Terry Thomas. Terry Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting to him. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. we'll wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, Claudio Gora is police chief. Uh, Mario Donnan is Sergeant Denick. Renzel Palmer is Mr. Hammond, the yeah. second minister of the interior. Uh, Katrina Borado is Lady Clark. Uh, we got Terry Thomas, as we were mentioning, as Minister of the Interior and later Minister of Finance. And of course, we covered him in the abominable Dr. Fibes and Dr. Fibes Rises Again. Okay, he may have been in a bunch of movies, but Sam recognized his voice mm-hmm. as Hiss from Robin Hood, the Disney film. That's like one oh, of yeah. Disney film. Yeah, she caught it. Like, she caught like, it. That's I Hiss. had to Google it because I looked at his, um, like his movie biography in general i couldn't find it at first and then i googled that one specifically and i saw it and i was like no way like she caught it by his voice I mean, mm-hmm. yeah very, very di- he is a very distinct voice uh, and, yeah. and like and basically terry thomas always just played terry thomas and everything he's in so i was kind impressed i'm impressed that that's his natural speaking voice <laughs> and i'm just kept picturing him being stuck in a wicker basket being punched by a lion so <laughs> <laughs> So we have a synopsis here. It's not a great one, but I just picked it off random off IMDb. It says, in psychedelic swinging 60s style, the dreaded thief Diabolic uh, wreaks havoc on a generic European country for his own financial gain and amusement. He shares an extravagant underground lair and a giant bed of money with his curvaceous, beautiful girlfriend Mm. who uses her awesome powers to help Diabolic foil gangsters and steal billions from the government. As the anti-hero of the film, Diabolic must face off against bumbling cops and revenge-seeking mafiosi. Well, okay. Like octopi. Um, yeah, mafiosi. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll just uh, throw over to Sam first. I assume this is the first time you've ever seen this film. So uh, w- what is your sort of uh, general thoughts on it? Well, so... Lee and I both came to a consensus that the spinning bed that they, you know, <laughs> were enjoying in a bunch of money um, was at too high of a spin speed. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. There, there was, there's no way that it was I mean, too fast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't fast. spin in a full circle. I was like dizzy watching it, but uh, <laughs> no, um, I love his uh, diabolic, outfit i love his outfit change that happens so quickly mm-hmm. um because the thing is is all i can picture is the amount of baby powder that's going to take to get into yes that. and it was one person doing it like there was no help um mm-hmm. and he must have been fairly moist coming out of the ocean so yeah my moisture, but moisture makes you like sticky with that kind of stuff yeah too. so i'd only imagine it's like a, a baby powder dough that would form <laughs> Um, which probably smells like a mix of like 
B.O. and powder? beautiful baby powder. So. Beautiful baby powder. Yeah, it smells delicious. Be... It does. I mean, it's only like for the, it's like Tina people, like people who are like mm. Tina who like body odor. <laughs> like butts? Oh, oh yeah. Wait, sorry, what? No, like body um, odor. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers. There was a Capoeira episode yeah. where she's like attracted to the stench. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to say that, like. Yeah. You but, someone, like, uh, but do you know what like i mean i just imagine that there's a lot of like butts and like there could be chafing things and baby powder is perfect so baby powder and butts baby powder and butts yeah he, so he might mm-hmm. he might even just like bathe himself in like baby oil or something before mm. he puts you know what he, you know the, those showers that they had in that movie was just streaming out like a room warm baby oil like they're not even washing <laughs> it's like pure so their skin like just naturally just uh, absorbs or, listen, yeah absorbs just, it so later on when yeah. they sweat it comes out oh my god maybe, or maybe it was just maybe it was just yeah. ky jelly maybe it was yeah. just the outfits maybe she's born with it the outfits in that movie mm-hmm. oh my god her first outfit mm-hmm. oh yeah i was about uh, that I, I hit a note on that how that's barely a dress like that's stunning though hot. absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Hot. if i could yeah. wear something like that i would wear it to you, death because she had like the body for it you need some tape Yo, you to make sure it. like who cares? if you're tape. Tape, if your boobies fall out who cares like, Dude, like i'm not <laughs> it's not a free show okay like, i'm telling you but that's how you get people to pay is like you give them a tease and then they pay okay yeah that's my opinion of the movie I, I i enjoyed it i thought it was fun um i i thought that i i definitely lost the plot for a little bit because <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like there is a shit ton of aspects going on here and um like i don't know like <laughs> so my general consensus was i definitely lost the plot um <laughs> i have a favorite moment for sure but like i felt like okay so i don't know if he's anti-government and they're like basically threatening a bad guy with a death sentence in order to capture another bad guy because he's not like mm-hmm. robin hood style he's just like sexy and stealing shit uh yeah uh, he's, he's, he's kind of he's kind of an anarchist in a way like he like he, but, he is, he's not he is, an anti-hero. Not anti-hero. yeah i don't I think he's like anti-hero. a true anti-hero because he's not like like okay so yes then that's where i kind of lost it because i was like he doesn't seem like he cares for anyone besides his woman like the the, the mm-hmm. female lead um like he doesn't really care for anybody besides her yeah um that's his main focus so i mean i don't feel like he had any kind of consciousness to blowing up those buildings that were like for taxes and all that like it wasn't actually for the general public he only does everything for his his lady, his lady. yeah um mm. So I don't find that he's like very altruistic, uh, but he's got, he he doesn't so much have like a anti-capitalist stance as he's just got a disregard for like the value of money altogether, because when you see him the first time, right, he, the first thing he steals is like the, what, $10 million or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And what, what does he, why does he steal it? So he can put it over his bed and fuck his woman in it like Hold that's, on. Yeah. he was gonna put it in the fit as a safe first but then he's like fuck it Let's he's like no no yeah he's the, okay did yeah. the intro confuse you like did it not confuse you where they put the paper money yeah, the paper like, fake money yeah. like doesn't it feel weird that they are are they gonna feel stupid that they're guarding this and that was never brought up again they just had a bag full of fake money that was never brought up again mm. like yeah, did I that think- not- 
I think it went in the wrong car or something like that. Like, yeah, but there's nothing to, to direct you to that. There's nothing to do anything. And that intro, that whole intro, when the inspector comes out, I thought he was a part of the thing because they put the fake money in. Because I thought he was stealing it because the way they were leading it on, especially with the guys struggling with their suits and he's making fun of them. Mm-hmm. I thought they were literally supposed to be fakes, like uh, decoys. But they weren't. They were actually a part of the whole thing of guarding the money that somehow had a bag of fake money that never came out again. You never heard of that fake money again. There was no one who got fooled by it. There's no one who chased it. There's <laughs> no one who took it. It didn't come out anywhere. They were fucking on money. By the way, all the bills, the biggest bill was $50. We looked. Yeah, we did watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a lot of them, and there was a lot of $10. A lot of $10, which yeah. is really weird, because like commonly it's mostly 20s. But I mean, in, in 1968, would it have been worth a lot more? It would no. have. But yeah, still, like, there would have yeah, been a lot of 20s, because there's always a lot of 20s. There's less 50s in normal. And then there's like never any 10s, and there's most more 5s. And in mm. this case, there was a fuck ton of 10s and then 50s, which literally are bills that me, as a server, when I see cash, I see less 50s and less 10s. Mm. <laughs> I, see, I see hundreds more than I see 20s. So, maybe, so maybe, maybe what happened was they did put, you know, they put some actual money in there, but, you know, not big denominations, and then they put a bunch of dummy money in there as well, and that was that was what happened. Yeah, but it wasn't explained. You can explain that to me now. You can give like a hypothesis, a hypothesis. But the fact is, there was money in the bag that they made sure to state is fake money, and they joked about it. If it's not going to be brought up again, why the fuck do you bring it up? Like, there's literally pointless. It was pointless. Okay, <laughs> say about the whole money scene and them like fucking <laughs> the money. Yes, when he took that ten dollar bill and put it in her mouth. Oh yeah, that was gross. The, I mean, even fucking on money that's changed hands in yeah. public oh. is pretty gross. That's what she said. That is literally the whole time oh, we yeah. were watching it. We were like, just like really gross. Yeah, yeah, and like I find that like especially with like COVID and shit, you're just like. <laughs> You're like, wow, these are all the things we did before COVID was just fucking like a shit ton of cash and like mm-hmm. not worry about it. Oh, well, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming the KY jelly they, they showered in probably also had like some peroxide on it or something. Oh, <laughs> you know, it didn't. You know, <laughs> you know. Okay, okay, talk, okay. So I'm going to give you I'm going to say this right now before anyone thinks I don't like this movie. Um, I really liked it. This movie had the worst green screen I've ever seen. Mm. The woman was so goddamn pathetic. So bad it was good. The storyline made no sense at some points and were so fucking obvious. And I loved it from beginning to end. Yeah. Well, it's very it's very campy in parts. Like it's very much like the Batman TV series in a lot of ways. <laughs> that's I thought yeah. of that actually because that's James that's Bond. that's the same timeline too with Batman, like Capao and all that. Like it mm. was definitely a lot of that. It's, I have- it's, it's like that, but a bit more bit more James- gritty and dark, right? Like the more James Bond though, for yeah, sure. Yeah. More James I Bond think it was a lighter Batman. a lighter version of James Bond, so it wasn't taken as seriously as James Bond, but it still had that very like. James Bond esque, especially like the underground layer that they drove into, mm-hmm. and like the fucking shower. The shower. Okay, hold on. You have a shower that that's fucking glorious. First of oh. all, I love like the art decor that was so perfect. But you have a shower that's that glorious, and then she walks over and she's like, "Hey, hurry up!" Well, he has his own shower. Excuse me, if I had a shower like that, you know how many times I'd be getting like down and dirty in it. But you know what? You'd be saving so much water by not having two showers going at the same time. So, but they have two showers going on at the same time. I know, but like I understand where you're oh, coming from because okay. not only is it sexy, it's also like very um 
why were they in the shower together um, it's because their art dick wasn't big enough oh gosh but like <laughs> um so can i can i say what my favorite part of sure. the movie was okay um my my entirely favorite part of the movie which um i ended up so I've watched the movie twice today. I fell asleep because okay. Lee fell asleep and I woke her up for this part because I was just like, this is going to be fucking good. Um, but it's where he comes out of the water in his black suit and then somehow Baby Powders himself gets into the white suit and climbs mm-hmm. up the tower with his little bright blue. fucking blue. Like uh, bright yeah, blue. They're super blue. And, and the backpack's blue. Yeah. And so, and then he, he does, they do like a little fucking chase scene and then he, I, he saw the catapult. I saw the catapult. Then I saw them zoom in on the catapult. I'm like, fuck yes, catapult yourself off the tower. Um, which he ended up catapulting his suit off, which was even better. But mm-hmm. the way he like appears, <laughs> like he's like, like this, and he comes up like this. And like, <laughs> they will not stop focusing on his amazing eyebrows whenever he's in the mm-hmm. It's just like it's perfect. It's perfect. I was explaining to her too, like the Italians using the eyes. They're always finding like, hey, we need someone with really nice eyes to be in this movie. Mm -hmm. Someone with really nice eyes. Mm. Yeah, and so like John Philip Law, he's not a great actor, but he actually, you got to give him credit here. He he spent time like studying the comic books and how like one of the prominent things in the comics was they use the eyebrows and stuff to. used to do express expressions and stuff like that right so he was like he he spent a lot of time basically just uh practicing that so he could he could nail that job in this movie it was very much noticed yeah Mm -hmm. he did a really good job in this movie uh i haven't seen anything else but this movie specifically i found that he was very strong at it like he did he played it really well like Mm -hmm. as much as he could be shit at everything else i think he did a fucking awesome job um I like the movie didn't take itself entirely seriously, like you could tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really made me enjoy it because if they tried to take themselves seriously, I would have been taken out of the story. Oh, yeah. The... Like the slight here and there, you can tell they're not taking themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. You appreciate it because it's like the action pack where they're not trying to be stupid, but they're trying to like take it's almost like making a joke of James Bond movies with like the yeah. storylines and like the shit they do. And that's what they did. It was all ridiculous. Like the fucking gold at the end with the balloons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's carry this money. That was so <laughs> twenty tons of gold being floated by like these tiny. I don't balloons. know, maybe eleven water balloons. These tiny mm-hmm. balloons. Like I get that water is like makes things lighter. <laughs> like it's more boy. <laughs> but, like, they weren't even, like inflated that much. They were like these tiny pathetic balloons. Oh, like <laughs> literally, like the end of like. You know when you see those movies where there was the next day party? That's what the balloons look like. Yeah. Floating <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, the the thing about it is like the movie makes no bones about it. Uh Diabolic is the coolest motherfucker. He's the smartest motherfucker. He's got all the cool inventions. Everything he uses works. He's always a couple steps ahead of everybody. And so you just sort of go with it, right? You just have to kind of go with it because you know it doesn't take it seriously. The organ, the, the organ, organ alarm. System. <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's so much cool stuff. Like I, I just like on LEDs before LEDs. Like it was. <laughs> like yeah, like I, I love the whole design of everything. Like you know, most of his layer is mostly matte paintings. You know, it's like they they built some stuff, but mostly it's just really well done matte paintings that are pretty seamless. Um, 
Oh yeah, the fucking background, like the mm-hmm. that they did. Oh, that was yeah. gorgeous. Especially going in with all the cars painted, they did such a beautiful job. Yeah. I was telling Leo, I was like, the amount of talent that goes into painting sets. Uh, I have a client that paints sets, and it's, you know, with with CGI and, and all that stuff, it, it's, you know, it's a dying art art form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ways, So it's unfortunate. Um, I always love them. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I love it. Like it's it's kind of Euro trash meets pop art from the '60s kind of look. So it's big and colorful. Like, oh my god! Oh, sorry, I'm totally interrupting you again. I'm like, okay, sorry. That the fucking the bar, the bar. I'm sorry, the bar, the club scene, the whatever, the drug scene. Mm. Oh, talk about like the biggest like anti-drug like type of throw-in mm. with them all smoking the same joint. That is the longest joint that like causes them. To, I don't even know what was in that joint. But they're all smoking it, and it's just this long ass train. And you know how I usually bitch about like scenes that are just too long. I actually enjoyed this because it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. It felt like an anti-drug thing. Like you know, she has like a liquor bottle attached to her hip as oh, like yeah, a like gun holster. The, like it yeah. was all but, around her waist, like all the, the 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 booze hanging around her body. Yeah, the oh. outfits. Oh, the, the, mm-hmm. you know what though? The outfits were so alone good oh they were so good in this film i loved all the women's outfits yeah they were they so were good. they yeah yeah and and i mean the uh, diabolic himself very fashionable when he's wearing civilian clothes like he's always uh, got like really cool trench coats and shit like that going on you know i still prefer the the, the leather suit and oh yeah the oh, yeah. smell of baby powder that inhabits my mind with that like mm-hmm. the face like, mask so the mask thing that's like full on his face it's so tight that you see everything it's his mouth the black one at least like kind of hides it but the white one like literally shows every oh, divot so and like mm-hmm. everything so when you I see it, it it just looks so dumb yeah but it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing yeah it, it doesn't even make sense why he would have that white suit and use it at night to like at nighttime. It, so one time he has to climb up a building that with, is white and like and bright his, blue fucking suction cups. Like his bag is like this metal shiny shit. And you're like looking and you're like, okay, hey, so is it something invisible carrying something shiny, moving these blue paddles up? That up was power. insanely <laughs> complicated where it's like, hey, I'm going to go up here. Yeah. Click once, click twice, click three times. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now have- I can click once, click twice, three, move it. And while he's while he's doing that, he has to keep himself up. Like he's got to hold with one arm and keep himself steady. Oh, yeah. he has and nothing for his he, feet. No, he has mm-hmm. no toe spikes. I guess I'd imagine that he would have a spike on his shoe or yeah. something. Like maybe, oh, maybe his. And he was just casual. Sorry. Maybe his. Can explain it, but maybe his white suit was like some sort of Velcro that stuck to rock. Maybe. Yeah, those you know? suction cups that's magically stuck to rock. You know, after mm-hmm. watching this movie, I 100% believe you and the end is possible. <laughs> <laughs> like carrying gold with deflated balloons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's, you know, it's very big and very big and colorful, very stylish. Um, it's just very sexy. Like, it's a very horny oh, yeah, movie. Very sexy. Okay. Yeah. It is the biggest tease movie because mm-hmm. she was, we were both saying this because I was like, I'm very disappointed there's no boobies. And she's like, wait a second. Like, I appreciate that there's no boobies because it's a straight up tease movie. Like, this is yeah. a straight up, like, they intentionally entice you. Like, she was mentioning at one point with the shorts where they're skin tight on her. And then they move, like, their next scene, the you shorts are like, hold it. There's like open it. it to be like, ooh, can we see yeah. a vagina? And, and it's like, you know, you can't. Um, but like, but yeah, it, it's a huge cheese. It's a, like a, it's just on the cusp of like you know actually seeing something. And I actually really enjoyed that in the movie because I I like 
I thought that was a great aspect of it. I like, I like the tease. I'm like, I think a lot of effort goes into a tease. It does. So it was it like, was that's good. why they had that like glass there, art, art deco. And, on the and there's show. a lot of restraint yeah. in going into a tease rather than just showing like, it is easier you know, to show too. Cause especially yeah. the outfits, all the girls wore. Cause you're like, give it. And we're, then, but yeah, we're all like easily just blow off oh, yeah. and boobies come out. So they mm. literally did it. So it's like, we're going to tease the fuck out of your dicks. I, yeah. I am curious to how much double-sided tape they had on that set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> and the, the funny thing is that character apparently in the comic book, she's actually overdressed. Like she she wears like frumpy clothes and stuff in the actual really? comic book. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's hilarious. So they sexed her. They sexed her up for the movie. Like they, yeah. So. You know what they did that with uh, V for Vendetta with the the comic book versus the movie as well. Yeah. Like because uh, she was sixteen in the movie. Uh, the comic she book. was yeah she was like fifteen and she was a child prostitute and uh, in the movie they romanticized mm. V and yeah. uh, her relationship a lot, but actually they he was more of a. Um, not, I wouldn't even say a fatherly figure, but definitely not a sexual authority. Inter- figure. Yeah, yeah, it was more of an authority figure, but there was not a sexual relationship, none whatsoever. No, and no. she was a lot weaker, and, and well. she was, yeah. But I, I, mm. I enjoyed how much they empowered her in that movie, yeah. But yeah. um, they took on their own aspect, I do, enjoy but it. yeah, I find a lot of things get warped that way to just uh. I guess make it play better on film. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it just it just kind of fits like with the sort of aesthetic they were going for, right? Like, I'm happy I mean, they did it because like the awesome. yeah, like the Batman TV show did the same thing, really. Like mm-hmm. anytime you saw a, a, a woman on the Batman TV show, they were wearing like sexy clothes, like as far as you could go for TV mm-hmm. at that time, right? It is really uh, interesting. Um, when you told me it was a comic book, as soon as you said that, I'm like, this now makes a lot more sense with like the over the top everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found that out now. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like when you see it and you see the ridiculousness <laughs> of everything, like you see the, the, the suction cups that make no sense, the, the changing really quickly, the catapult thing. It's a very comic book esque type feel. And then when you actually get to see this movie and you hear that, you're like, yeah, okay. I believe it more. I enjoy it more now because of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can see some of the original art for the comic book, or at least the style it's done in when they do the identity oh. kit scene where, um, so where Velmont is like trying to discover the identity of, uh, of, uh, uh, Ava Kant, you know? So she, he's like, he had that hooker, like try to suss her out and stuff. And he's like, yeah. what did she look like? And you saw that thing where they put the different slides. That's actually real technology. Like it's a little different, you know, it's, it's made. I a love little... that scene. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They, the jaw. they just show like the basic yeah. jaw. Mm-hmm. It's more, yeah. it's longer, and then they start into this like montage of I like these it. crazy drawings where I'm like, that's yeah. not how it happens. Like, even if it did, that's not how it would happen where they're like, let's just change all these angles with the like, shadows and shit artistically mm. fucking beautiful. And I love oh, that they did do it. Yeah. I loved it, it artistically. Yeah. But I was just like, what a cool wanted poster. Yeah. Like that yeah. is, the, if I was ever wanted for anything, like, can you just like. Yeah. Yeah. I'll use yeah. that. Like, use I don't know where she is, but I know her and I know that this. Yeah. Would be, this so, would be- yeah. Like it actually. So if you, if you look closely, like it actually generates uh, images, like as they're going through the different, like, did she look like this? Did she look like that? There's like an image of Barbarella at one point. That's yeah. Cool. There's yeah. a there's an image of British uh, fashion model Twiggy. Twiggy, I saw her. I did mm-hmm. see Twi- Twiggy. Fuck, yeah. I didn't know yeah. this. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, that was well, even cooler. That's and, then, and then when they get when they get to Ava, um, well, they were the, height of fashion then. They actually they actually the uh, uh, Jasani sisters who did the uh, 
uh, Diabolic uh, series, they drew a picture to resemble Marissa Mel in the movie. So they changed the look of her for the movie uh, and then did it in the style of the actual original comic book. So it's just kind of neat. Yeah. Little, little uh, inside stuff. That is pretty cool. Well, when they were going through the picture frame, so when they had the thick lower lashes, that's Twiggy. Oh, she's like she's known for having that mascara. Like both ends. Yeah, and and beautiful, beautiful model. Yeah, Mm. and just that's height of that era. So, and I will say, I like. like they do do day for night scenes in this movie, but I think there's some, but I think there's some of the best ones I've ever seen. Like they actually feel like a a night with like just really bright moonlight as opposed to, Oh, that's daytime. Okay. I caught it. I caught it right away because uh, while I was feeling for ghost beaver kick, uh, Stefan, the director, said that the one scene we did, he's like, you know what? You're not supposed to show the sky. You're not supposed to do this when you're trying to do night scenes. And I literally did everything you're not supposed to. And so <laughs> when I was watching the movie, when I saw him do Day from Night, and I saw like the the quality of it, as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, this was filmed during the day. Right yeah. away, I caught it. It was just one of those like proud moments, being like, hey guys, I was in film. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> It was a really dumb thing, but I was just, I don't know. It was a proud moment, but I did notice it. I do agree, though. It did look really good. It did look like more like Moonlight mm-hmm. rather than um, like actually doing uh, Day for Night. Like uh, if you look at Mamma Mia, they filmed on a really bright day for one of their scenes. And you can see it's really, really bright for night. Like it's really bright. And you can kind of maybe argue like in 2000, I forget when it was done, 2015 or something, 2010 mm-hmm. maybe. I can't remember exactly when it was done. But this is 1960s and it looked better than what they did with Mamma Mia with nowadays. Like this was in the last like 10 year technology. Dif- yeah. But- the different, the difference is Mario Bava, I think more than anything else. Like he, he's just, he had the eye for it. Like he, he didn't want any anything to look like shit if he couldn't help it. You know? He did it again. He did it really smart because the way he did it, like Stefan was saying, you can't film the sky, you can't film like uh, certain angles, whatever. So when you see it, he did it so that the the way it looked, there wasn't any tellers around that could be really seen. There was no big scenes where you saw the sky. There was no big scenes anywhere because there was scenery in the background, mm-hmm. so it allowed for that. Versus like. When I watched Mamma Mia, there was like the sea, the sky, everything. And it was a really like rookie mistake. So when I see something like this in the 60s and someone who made like a bigger movie back nowadays, I'm like, hold on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you. You can still appreciate actually doing directing and editing and everything properly. Yeah, yeah. And recording and filming properly. I was, I will say my fun, uh, my favorite sort of like a visual where it just kind of shows how diabolic doesn't care about money at all. Um, it's when he's melting down the gold bar. Okay. And so, you know, he, at one point he's, he's basically spraying the molten gold out of the hose yes. and the way it's shot, it makes it look like he's just pissing. And, and he's, and at that point he's doing his laugh, right? Well, yeah. Oh, and then I, yeah. He has such a great laugh too. The um, eyes that okay, does, the yeah. eyes okay. But when he laughs maniacally, his eyes don't move and his face doesn't move. And all he shows the eyes. You're like, oh my god, that's totally a voiceover. You could tell oh. again. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It just added to the camp. Um, okay. I do have to say about the voiceover thing though. Like, I felt like 
like I was watching the movie and I was just like, I feel like I'm watching like one of the martial arts movies that I'll usually watch, but like they're mm-hmm. speaking the same language as what they're dubbing it with, but it's completely dubbed. And you're just like, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's neat. Cause like, I mean, and just even the style of speaking, then mm-hmm. that was one of the first things I mentioned to Lee was the style of speaking. Like, um, cause you look at old interviews and how people would, uh enunciate their words and all that and i i absolutely love the old school way of enunciating even like not even as old school but like if you look at like 90s interviews and like just somebody off the street the way they enunciated their words is Mm -hmm. completely different than how we do today it's just it's remarkable in such a short span of time the way we pronounce like well, let's let's uh, let's just get like a quick example here. Actually, I, I do have a clip here. This is um, so our gangster Valmont, who you know, sort of gets yes. recruited by the police and government, and all <laughs> at the same time is trying to work his own scam underneath it yeah. to get rid of Diabolic and get bad away with everything. Bad guy. <laughs> yeah, so let's just listen to. He's got this special plane with a trap door, just just oh. like his character in uh, the James Bond film he was in has the trap door to the Shark Tank or whatever. Amazing. Yeah. We've taken a democratic vote. Five in favor of my plan, and three against it. I withdraw my vote. Don't shoot. Please. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Since you said please, I won't shoot. Clean up. And that, that's also one of my favorite little bit characters. This is ditzy uh, oh. girlfriend he's got who's just, just drunk all the time. She's awesome. This is Look. she's always sucking the bottom of her straw. Yeah, got a, got got a, a, when she dropped her straw and just picks it up again. I just I don't know. I don't know. Why I thought it was so funny. It might take when they drink yeah. the water too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it's a shame that she probably died on the plane when it exploded. It's like oh, she didn't need to die. I loved, um, I love, okay, there's a few things I loved about this movie too. So the plane scene was absolutely fucking hilarious where they open the thing and they're like casually just dropping bodies and she's like, ooh, it's a draft. Cause I'm like, you didn't realize Marilyn that you're, Monroe style. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you didn't realize there's a plane that's flying that would like literally suck you down <laughs> with how the air would work. But no, let's just all be casual and not even bother by the fact that there's a huge, like the tiny hole was making whistling sounds because the air was being sucked out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had to cover it. They added that to it. Too. Yeah, they Perfect. covered it to be like, oh, yeah, we have to do this. Let's then they opened up the floor. Let's open the floor. And nothing happened. Well, and what I thought was so funny was when Valmont's sitting there on his desk with his gun and like he opens the floor and like he has like a, a glass tumbler standing from him. Like, that would be flying and yeah. it would probably <laughs> at least concuss somebody besides slash somebody like when it breaks. But even like, when the girl was like, ew, like you're, you're, you would be sucked out of there. Like you're then, close enough that you would be out in the floor. And then he tells her to shut up and go away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's always, he's always telling her stuff like this. Right? This is, I this figured is Diabolic would make a play for those emeralds. Who wouldn't? They're beautiful. Dry up, stupid. Sure. <laughs> yeah that's uh <laughs> yeah back. 
you know, it feels like they have a interesting relationship behind the scenes where she's just always drunk and, you know, oh, sure, you tell me this shit in front of your men, but when we're in the bedroom. Oh, the best. Okay. One of my favorite fucking lines was when uh, she was like, oh, man, we've been out here for hours. It's like such a waste of money. I can't remember the exact line for that, but it was just, I don't know why I thought it was so funny. I don't know what, like, it just perfect. It was just that those little small things were the perfect amount of camp that took away from like the seriousness of the movie. Because mm-hmm. I think if they made it too serious, a lot of the action would have just been seen as stupid. Because yeah. that's kind of why I like sent you that message, being like this movie, and I wanted to wait to tell you how I felt about it. Because it's easily one of those movies that could go to the other side of too over the top and too ridiculous. Well, this one I found like the two over top. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed those overly long scenes, like the intro scene where the car takes forever and you get to kind of appreciate this underground layer that probably cost billions of dollars even back yeah. then. Yeah. And when she walks away on this crazy tunnel thing, like in her little hamster like line hole home. And then he parks <laughs> yeah. his car and this over exaggerated thing for like the safe. It was all this stuff that I usually don't like because I find it takes away, like it's just too much added on to the movie. But because of the way they did it, I appreciated it. I thought it added to the movie. It made me laugh. It made me like tease it more. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing I have to say about 60s movies and 70s movies, you've heard me say this before, like first film that we did when we did Faster Puss Cat Kill Kill was the fucking steering. Yeah. <laughs> there there was one scene where the only thing that was real in that scene was the steering wheel and the person controlling. It. Oh yeah. yeah. Like there's a one scene like, where they're running away and the car is bound like the background's bouncing. You see it. It's you very, see everything, it's you see the car yeah. moving and like uh, I understand that's a green screen, but they literally were just stood there like Sam and I just being like, oh, hey, I love you. You're so sweet to me. And they're yeah. like, he, like he's, it, it's a turn. Like you can see the turn because you see what's happening in front of them, right? Um, and he's just like... There's no body roll. And he's just, he's just staring at her being like, yeah, baby. And then he, he literally... <laughs> he's like... Ev- everything's gonna be okay as he does yeah. like a pin turn <laughs> and they're not even bouncing they're just standing like yeah. straight like just, just literally how sam and i right now yeah. there's just no bounce or something like they could have at least been like oh the one guy driving he had this like over the top like yeah i'm driving like yeah that's how i drive that's exactly how i drive i'm on the street and i'm like yeah let me twist my wheel as much as possible to make it drive straight <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, for people who haven't seen this, um, so all the exterior shots are, your, you know, obviously stunt drivers doing actual stunt driving. Um, but when you get the interior shots, it's all uh, rear projection, poor man's process. So like everything in everything in back is just a projected image of, of road going. And um, it's also it's all sped up like everything's like double time to make it look like it's going faster than it actually is so you know they're actually safely driving in the in the uh, actual uh, exterior shots but they've got it all sped up super uh you know two or three times as fast as usual and it, it just you know it, it 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 works in this film because it's fun and it kind of sticks with the music too so yes. like and and you definitely notice it when he's peeling out of that dirt road and mm-hmm. like um the fact that he didn't spin out as much as he should have if he was actually going that fast <laughs> yeah. just like, no no that would have been like a, a that would have been more than a fishtail that's when you lose control <laughs> yeah. so like 
you, you kind of picture like a sped up footage of a car driving really fast. And then you pair one of the main pieces of music to it, which is this. That's exactly what happened. We just demoed it. it was, mm. I, I had too much movement. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move myself too much. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up some of like my favorite parts of this movie. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say. Um, I know I'm all over the place, but I think there's just so many moments that were either like brilliantly done or terribly done. The, <laughs> the what? Oh, the catapult. Okay, now my favorite thing is that he went under the camera and like took the picture and like oh developed God. it and then like the, you could see the quality was terrible too yeah and then stuck it in the can candle to be like oh mm. look this is the scene they're seeing you don't think a camera would be able to tell <laughs> honestly though, like that picture he took reminded me of ghost hunters where they're like there's an orb <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just this really shit quality picture you're like spirits are with us <laughs> like, and he's just like they're gonna believe us it's like I mean, if you and if you actually saw that picture, like in the fr- in front of the camera lens where he put it, there probably would be like an orb or something because there would have been some light like reflecting oh, off the surface been, or, of the picture. Yeah. And the fact of the size and everything, like it would show the camera like the drastic difference. And when they said, "Oh, there was just a blank shot," all of a sudden you would see the picture going on. <laughs> it would even yeah, I mean, blank. the picture rolled. <laughs> like even to put it, it would be like you just to like, get it perfectly great. straight too. It would literally be like this or something on the candle. Like and he wedged it into yeah. the box. Like, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like some of it, that's why it's like better to know that it's a comic book because all these scenes are just even more. Oh, like, it's incredible. It is. Oh, it's not like everything you read in the comic books that you know is like impossible, but you always suspend disbelief because it's comic books. We saw it in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like the guy crawling up the building with suction cups on stone. Yeah. That, that had no feet grip, so when he got to the top, he literally was just like, oh, hey, while well, his feet are just fucking dangling. I don't know. Yeah. They, like, they just like, what do you do with your feet? And then, okay, and okay. then even the, the the one scene, okay, the one scene when he takes the money, it's literally the first scene. He takes the money. So, um, I missed the scene twice. It's like the first couple of minutes, I was like looking at my phone, but where it goes from uh, the car all of a sudden being taken, like there's smoke around the car being taken away. And it's like wrapped up and it just goes away. And then you see the boat and then the diabolic is in the boat. And then they, he diabolic drops the money in the boat and he drops in the water. And then all of a sudden we're back on the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they cut, they cut immediately from, Oh, he escaped on boat and now he's on his escape vehicle on, on land. Kind yeah. Of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It all <laughs> progressed very quickly. We're like, I mean, we were very confused at first. Like, mm-hmm. Like, like what yeah. is that? Like, anyways, loved it, loved it. No, I, I, say I really bad. enjoyed the movie. I watched it <laughs> twice today, and I enjoyed it more the second time. I I yeah. was worried at first. Well, today, like I told you, I like worked a stupidly long shift yesterday, mm-hmm. and I woke up like stupid early today for no reason. We came to hang out with her, and I was like, okay, let's watch the movie. I watched the first five minutes. It crashed. Yeah, she's, she's so I was tired. like, what's that noise? She's snoring. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't help that I'm like super stuffed up either. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I made it extra worse. Um, but yeah, overall, like just just such a feel good movie. Like I loved, I absolutely loved uh, the fashion. The whole movie, the fashion was amazing. Like it was very, um, even for the time, it was very like fashion forward. 
the whole time you saw it, everything they did, it was nothing that was commonly worn. It was just taking what is worn and made it sexier. Yeah, and it's stunning. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. stunning. It's like, the outfit the girl wore with the bottles around her, she had, like, this exposed belly and, like, the low top, and how it was and placed and everything. I was like, that's mm-hmm. hot. Like, I like that. I think that's a really cool outfit. I know she's supposed to look, like, a little slutty or whatever, because she has the bottles around her, mm-hmm. but how they did it, I was like, that's so fucking clever. Mm. And the swimsuit that matched one of her dresses was really cool. Oh, yeah. It, it totally matched. It was the same. I, I bet you they recycled it yeah, into, probably. like, a swimsuit. Probably, but it was, yeah. like, that's amazing, because I had the, uh, I forget what you call them, but they're, uh, the little loop, they're the, little the rings that you them. actually hammer together, and uh, yeah. it's cool. Uh, Chainmail. Not the no, chainmail. No. It's like the actual loops. Oh. The loops are like hooks, like key ring loops, like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but oh, not okay. key ring loops. I don't know what they're called. I'd anyway. say I'd think of it, but I know I'm not going to. So. <laughs> anyway, it's just, just really cool. I really enjoyed the fashion. Uh, I I thought the guy, the Diabolic, did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Diabolic, sorry. Really yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't get. He doesn't really say much. He doesn't have to. He's, he's just you know more physical acting. Than well, eyes, he does a really good job with his mm-hmm. eyes. Like you can tell, he really focused on that. And the, his bangs really speak for him. Yeah, too, he he's, yeah, he's, he's got a, he's got an interesting haircut, right? Like he's got the he's almost got like the Mister Spock or something. It, well, I find like it's very like uh, like a popular actual bang style for like a lot of gothic folks oh, yeah, there we go like, yeah for sure because like it's like that really like straight cut it has an angle sometimes but like it's it's actually a really popular bang cut for a subculture of people today oh, okay so, i'm gonna say one yeah. thing that really did piss me off i i always hate um the fact that they make women so weak in these movies. Oh, mm-hmm. how she hurt her shoulder. Yeah, where she, they were in the car. It's like, help me, why don't you? And she like just touched it. Oh. Yeah, and Lee's like, how did she hurt her shoulder? I'm like, no, she offered to help and she got hurt. Yeah, like, she, that's it. Like, <laughs> I, I, everything about this movie, I really enjoyed that one scene. It really pissed me off because yeah. it really did prove like the whole like damsel in distress thing. You know how I feel about that shit. Yeah, you know how it is. But anyways, I'm gonna take that away. Because it's not going to take away from the movie because I thought the movie was amazing and I do enjoy that he was obsessed with her and did everything. If, if it and makes you, if it makes you feel better in the comic books, apparently she's like every bit his equal. So, no. like, keep keep in mind that the comics were were written by two women. So, uh, yeah, in the sixties, in, in the sixties, that's fucking awesome. I need these comic books. Well, and they need to be in my life. I think I I like that about him, and it doesn't make him a anything good or bad like yeah. it really neutralizes him and the fact that he does everything he does for her mm-hmm. not not for anything beyond that yeah it's it, not really like anti-government no, he's, he's not, not really like yeah he's not good or bad it's just like whatever that would somewhat amuse her yeah he's just a selfish her. person who just wants um, what he wants yeah and it's he just focuses on people they're, yeah they're they're both they're both kind of like hedonists who just isolate themselves from the rest of society and and the only reason he commits crimes really is either for fun or to indulge her wants it's like oh i'd I'd really like those emeralds well fuck i'll i'll spend my night how she got the emeralds i was like what a perfect gift is that you take the emeralds that your enemy took, uh, then your enemy is cremated because they're stuffed full of these 11 emeralds, and then you get to wear the cremated remain emeralds on your chest. Can we just say how, like, shitty of a fucking, um, what are the people who check, like, dead bodies? Um, Corners. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the corners? Yeah. Who are supposed to, like, tell you how they died, 
How did they not take the bullets out for evidence for anything? And they were gigantic emeralds, and they they're, were perfect. They were like, shattered, right? Yeah, like how? Okay, then, then another thing too. How did the fuck did he put them in the gun? Okay, so I look at it as like you know when you go to like a hockey game and they're like launching t-shirts out. Yes, but you just bullets, shove all eleven in there and you just launch it at somebody close. But bullets are very thin. I think, he's, I, th- I think he's supposed to have put them in the actual shells, but even then, like, it makes no sense they wouldn't fit. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 like, it's, and then when they stuck her on the body, being like one, two, three, where he just laid them on her body, and then he like they showed her just her face, and then stuck all eleven across her chest, and then, like she jumped in the water, and they jump into the fucking water. <laughs> like and another like, stayed there. You like, I could tell you put glue on those. I know you put glue and on I those. I feel like that's what emphasizes that feeling of he'll do anything for her, and he doesn't care what her reaction is is purely to her whim because she legit jumps into this pool of water where they're all gonna fall off and he's just mm-hmm. i love you and she's just like i, I know too. i asked for these two days ago and you got them for me um but i actually don't care about them anymore yeah and he's like so into it i was just like that's so that's, that's it, was, it was it, it was more it was more the fact that he went through all that trouble to get them he, yeah. he did and so. he was completely indifferent to her reaction of and them. the fact that he was almost killed doing it and he had yeah. to yeah. fake he had to fake his own death with that like uh launching his bodysuit. No, yeah. we had to do the pill. Oh, the pill. Yeah, yes. I took the pill. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then she had to get the antidote. It was three minutes before she died. Yeah. Yeah. Die. yeah. yeah. Um, like, it's been eleven hours and fifty six minutes. Fifty seven minutes. minutes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the. Oh fuck! What was it? The end. Was it the end Oh, oh yes, the end scene. The end scene. Okay, I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up. So the thing when he says like, I can't be if I I could jump in the sun with a suit suit, and uh, (laughs) then he gets like covered in gold. And first of all, there's a bottom to the mask that's not covered. But anyways, um, (laughs) like that wouldn't be anything fireproof, anything like whatever. But at the end, when he gets like splattered with the gold and he just stays there. And I was like, how does he breathe if he's completely covered in gold? Like, even if his mask has the bottom, like, the bottom is literally covered in gold, like, enrobed in gold. Like, there's no air pockets. Like, how does he breathe? Mm, probably holds his breath. It's like how SpongeBob lights a fucking fire at the bottom, like a bikini bottom. <laughs> okay. You're just like, why am I mad about this? <laughs> what is ever this cute ending, though? Like, with the... With, Where he waits, uh, yeah. All for Eve. All for Eve. Or Eva. Mm-hmm. Eva, all for Eva. Yeah. Uh, or just ask Eva. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like, just the ending where he just stays there, never moves his face. And then like, she comes up, winks at her. And then when the guy inspector comes up, like has that exact perfect face again, like doesn't move. I'm like, okay, okay, sure. And then at the end, when they show the camera, they do the wink. I'm like, that's why there's another one. That mm-hmm. makes <laughs> just, you just accept that, you know, uh he's got a way out of this like he's, he's already thought about oh i might get fucked here here's here's my way out of this and he's probably got some sort of magic oh my god to- okay the scene the scene the scene the fact that they melted all the gold and put it into one and they're like yeah we're just gonna even though there's this fucking crazy burglar that is defiling and fooling us with everything let's put all our gold in one basket and hope for the mm. best and then talk about <laughs> separating it it's also afterwards. 20 tons but yes yeah. <laughs> but no that's uh, lee and i were talking about that about how like uh <coughs> like the whole purpose of having all that gold is to piece it out and sell it to refill the treasury 
because of the buildings that he blew up, Mm -hmm. but they're going to just put it in one solid log rather than just immediately sell it off. Yeah. So that, you know, drop some balloons to it. Yeah. It it makes no sense. Like their whole plan is dumb. Like they're, they're constantly dumb, but I think that's kind of a statement. Like it's like, even though this movie's not super political, I think it is kind of like taking a little jab at like, Oh, you know what? These, these corrupt governments and stuff, the, these bureaucrats and shit are, buffoons and they're incompetent being anti-government and And just being taking everything from them so instead of like stealing from people he steals from the government Mm -hmm. so i could see that i felt like as soon as i saw the buildings blew up and i was like oh it's fight club now (laughs) 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 but um i'll just i'll just mention uh so uh, Ennio Morricone does the score here. It's fucking brilliant. It's one of my favorite things about the film. And it's one of his best ones. It's, it's, what, it's one of those examples of him just having like two or three pieces of music and he kind of uses them over and over again in different ways and different variations. So we already played the, uh, the uh, one where he's driving and shit and action scenes and stuff. But then it, yeah, but then we got the uh, deep down... Yeah, this is when they're going down in the intro. And every time yeah. they do anything sexual, where they stop making out because they've reached the bottom of the Yeah, they like, yeah, they're okay. like, no, we're here now. Stop making out. <laughs> they mm-hmm. go to the car that lasts forever, and then the car stops, and they're like, okay, we're done. Whoa. Yeah, let's start driving again. Yeah. <laughs> Park yeah, it. yeah. Stop the car. I can't keep going. Let's just, whoa. We stopped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, Unless you guys got anything else to say about it, I'll get into uh, trivia. In, I think um, we exasperated it. Is that the yeah. word for it? Exasperated. <laughs> um, so the budget. <laughs> Sorry. So like this was originally uh, when Dino De Laurentiis was producing this, he originally hired on a different director and he didn't like the dailies that were coming in. But by the time he had started looking at what was happening, they had burnt through like half the budget. And he was like, we got to get a new director because this is shit. So they hired on Mario Bava. So basically Bava was working with half the budget of what he was originally supposed to have for this movie. Um, That comes to 200 million lira. And in 1968, that would have equaled $320,000 U.S., and this did make a profit, but it didn't make a big one. It wasn't a big smash hit at the time. It only uh, did 265 million lira, which uh-huh. uh, is $424,000. So oh, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't double its profit or anything like that. It just made a little bit of money. But I mean, later on, you know, it's become much more popular as a cult classic and stuff like that. Release info for this. Uh, you can get it on Blu-ray from Imprint, Sinister Film, and Shout Factory. Uh, there's a couple versions on YouTube. There's it's on iTunes, Amazon Prime, Vudu, and if you want to get the old DVDs, uh, Paramount released a couple of those back in the day. I that's the version I own. So yeah, John Philip Law was asked to audition for Diabolic as a favor while he was filming Barbarella, and Barbarella had been postponed. So he's like, "You're not doing anything. Would you like to jump on this film?" Because we had to recast everybody, and we had to get a new director and all this other shit, and. So it said, yeah, he studied the comic books and he realized the most distinctive aspect of Diabolic's physical appearance was his eyebrows. So he applied mascara to his own and trained himself to convey a wide ex- array of expressions with them. Hmm. Um, 
And yeah. Um, and then I shared this with Lee. I don't know if she showed it to you or not, uh, Sam. Uh, the Beastie Boys music video for Body Moving is, is basically just a direct parody of Danger Diabolic. Like it, it's, it references all kinds of stuff from, from the film. This film was the final episode of the 10th season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which still kind of pisses me off because the movie's too good to be made fun of in that way, I think, by, by that show. And there was a TV series in 1997, which was animated, uh, ran for 40 episodes, which is even more kid friendly. Like it's like he doesn't kill anybody or anything like that. And he's only stealing from criminals and <laughs> and then and things like that. Uh, there was a remake reboot in 2021. I don't know if it's been released yet or it's just going to come out soon, um, but it was made in 2021. And there's a TV series that I think was made, but never released. It's uh, kind of like been sitting in some shelf somewhere, um, apparently. <laughs> yeah, but they, they look like more straight ahead uh, adaptations of this material. They're not as like comic booky and fun by the looks of them. I was, I was looking at the trailers and stuff and it's like, you know what? I don't think I'm too into it. Like it doesn't look, doesn't look all that good. Um, yeah. So I don't know what we're doing next time. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't even know when we're going to be back. It's been a busy month for both uh, Lee and I. So uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, anything you two need to plug? Any, anything you guys got? So I've been slacking this month, so I do apologize. But uh, for any updates of the show, um, whether it be flat on the track episode, intermissions, or the actual episodes, check me out at Mighty Tiny, Mighty Tiny All Star on Instagram. Yeah. I don't Nothing. Know no. no. Okay. Uh, no. But uh, thanks for coming back, Sam. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. That's yeah, awesome. it was it was awesome. Uh, I have to do it uh, again sooner than uh, the last time. Um, but uh, yeah until we're back again uh, we will bid you all adieu thank you for listening uh, thank you Lady Lee and, Z- and Sam and we're out of here Woo.
Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For further episodes, our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. <laughs> <laughs>